The Bible is the word of God. By now, you've probably heard it at least a million times if you've gone to anybody's church anywhere. But I think we've heard it so many times that it's kind of lost its impact. I mean, even the fact that you see it in bookstores and you know you see it at Walmart and stuff like that with other books, tucked in with the other books, it's kind of become just another book. Often it's studied like a school textbook, which is a good thing, but it's only regarded as just head knowledge. I mean, I guess it's a good thing to know who Noah's great-grandson is, but is that really the salvation knowledge that we need? It's only going to make you ready for Bible trivia, the Bible trivia game. And again, it's good to know the history and the background of the, you know, the characters that we see in the Bible. But it's more than just head knowledge. Oftentimes the Bible is regarded as just religious advice or just traditions of the past. But it doesn't really have any relevance in today's world. But what if? What if the scriptures, the Bible, is what it says it is? In Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, it talks about making you wise unto salvation. And verse 16, it says that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Wow, inspiration of God. Some translations have it as God-breathed, that God inspired the writers to write these things. And these things are, as it says here, profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man or person of God may be perfect or complete, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Wow, more than just a book on the shelf. We have to regard this as what it says it is, which is from God. And when you think about God, don't think about just religion or sitting in some building. Try not to fall asleep, probably. But God is the creator of the universe, the creator of all things. The time, space, and matter that we live in. It's a creation from God, the universe that seems to go on forever as God's creation. Now, the God that created that has a message for you as an individual. It would behoove you to take it seriously. I mean, thank God we have access to a Bible so that we can have his words here before us. So I think what we need to do is regard this as truly God's word. And in his word, it says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 6, verse 18, and also something similar in the book of Titus, chapter 1, verse 12, is that God cannot lie and that it is impossible for him to lie. What does that mean? That means this stuff is, is not going to point you in the wrong direction. His words are going to guide you through time and eternity. His words are the path that gets you to the kingdom. So we have to regard these words very seriously. God is not joking around. He's trying to help us if we just obey him. And when we hear that word obey, think, oh, he's going to try to enslave me and, and bum me out. But no, there's no greater freedom that one person can attain than through the obedience to the word of God. That's what it means to be truly free. 
And that means that God is also is trustworthy. He's God. He loves us. He sent us his son. So we can trust him to not do us any harm, but to do the best kind of good for us. In the book of Numbers, chapter 23, let's look at verse 19. It says, God is not a man that he should lie, and neither the son of man that he should repent or go back on what he said. He has said, shall he not do it? He has spoken, shall he not make it good? Question mark. The answer is, of course. He's God. He's not going to go back on his word. He's not going to be, oh, JK, just kidding. What God says is, that's what it is. Period. And we as Christians need to be, as Paul wrote, fully persuaded that what God has promised, he is able to perform. And the Bible also tells us to walk by faith and not by sight. Because sometimes it will happen where the word of God will say something that maybe the facts or the quote unquote facts or society will say different than what the word of God is teaching. Then we have a choice to make. Are we going to go by what quote they say or are we going to go by what God says? If God says something different than what my eyes are seeing, I walk by faith. We all have to walk by faith and not by our sight, our sensory, what we've heard on the internet, whatever the case is. We have to go with the word of God regardless. And that takes faith. I mean, what we're dealing with here is, is something that's powerful. I mean, seriously, it's not just another book on the shelf. This is from God. And if it's from God, what we need to do is put it in a different category, at least in our minds, where we believe it. We embrace it with our hearts. Even sometimes when our mind can't wrap completely around it we believe it with our hearts because god's not going to lie to us again he has the best has us our best interest at heart and he wants us to live with him in his kingdom forever and avoid going to hell for sure i mean really what are we dealing with here this is the word of god let's regard it as such let's put our faith in it let's put our hope in it and let's raise our level of expectations that says that God will perform what he says it's going to do. The Bible will do what it says it's going to do. What we do is bring our faith. What activates this whole thing in our lives is faith. A lot of people low up, are experts on the Bible. They know it back and forth, but they don't have faith in it. What activates the word of God in our lives is our faith in it. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that without faith, it is impossible to please him. So we want to live a life that's pleasing to God. We have to have faith. I just quoted Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. And the latter part of that verse says. Well this will be the whole thing. Okay. It says verse 6. It says. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to him must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's the word of God. So that's a call to action for us that if we diligently seek him, he will reward us for that. So that can't be just ink on a page. That has to be active in our lives for us to get the benefit of it. 
because what God says is is what it is. If it says something's going to happen, it's going to happen. It said He will reward those that diligently seek Him. That's exactly what's going to happen. His word is good. He will back it up with His own power. I look at it like this: If I had Jeff Bezos' credit card and I was going to go shopping, I mean, if I if He given it to me, He said, you know what? Go ahead, go crazy, go shopping. I'm not going to be worried if his card is good or not. You know, I'm not going to be thinking, oh, no, I better go to a Walmart or Value Village or someplace cheap because I don't know if he can cover it. I mean, he's supposed to be the richest guy, one of the richest guys in the world. Well, I don't know. No, if I got his debit card and he said, use it, I'm going to go crazy with it. And so it is with the word of God. The promises of God are for time and eternity. The promises of God. There are so many of them and for every situation of our lives. And that's something to get excited about. So again, we need to raise our level of expectation and really embrace with our hearts and minds the word of God. To put it in our hearts, to believe it and act on it. And really expect it. Expectation is part of faith. It reminds me of Christmas morning when I was a kid. I used to get so excited the day before. Christmas Eve. I could that night I could not sleep because I knew in the morning I was going to get some good stuff. I was so excited because I know my earthly father wasn't going to do me wrong. So it is with our heavenly father. Let's get excited. He loves us. He wants the best for us. He wants us to be obedient to his word, not because he wants to enslave us, but again, he wants to free us. So we should be people that are excited to serve God full of faith, full of emotion, happy to do it. And we're also seeing the results of what the word of God says in our lives. And let's also have an attitude of gratitude. I advise everyone to inc include praise in your day, not just prayer only, which is what we need to do, but let's be thankful for God and what he's done and what he's doing and what he will do in our future. We as Christians, you know, this world is, Seem like it's going to hell, but you know what? The Christian isn't. So let's be grateful. Let's be glad about that. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Be blessed. Thank you. The Bible, the word of God, not just something that we know about, but what we believe in. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, it says that the word preached, not being mixed with faith, did not profit them that heard it. So in other words, the word of God must be believed if you're going to get anything out of it. More than just a head knowledge, we have to embrace the word with our hearts and with our faith and believe what the Bible says. And it's this belief that will guide our actions. In James chapter 2, verse 26, it says, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Your body, if your spirit wasn't in it, would not be active at all. It would be, well, dead. So is faith. If your faith has no works, then it's of, it's of no, no use. It's not animated. It's not going to do anything. So our faith... Is what guides our actions. In other words, our works is faith in action.
And we can't rely on just works to save us, of course, because we're saved by our works, then we wouldn't need Jesus. We just do a bunch of good deeds, but then they'd be like, well, how much do I need to do? That gets com confusing. But thank God it's not like that. Our faith is in Jesus Christ, and that's what drive our works. If we have works and no faith, then that's really an insult to Jesus, thinking we can make it to his kingdom without him. Absurd. So again, our works are a demonstration of our faith. What we do is because we have faith. In fact, in Mark eleven twenty two, it simply says this. Have faith in God. We trust him. We trust his word. In the book of Luke chapter 5, where Peter had been fishing. And he was working all day at it and he hasn't caught anything. But Jesus said, let down your net into the deep. Excuse me, it says, launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. And Simon Peter was like, okay, uh, Lord, I've been working at this all night. I didn't catch anything. Yet, at thy word, I will let down the net. And that's a very powerful statement because it's at his word. He's been doing it his way all night long. Trying and getting nowhere. Trying and getting nowhere. And he's an, ex he's an expert fisherman. But yet, at the word of the Lord, he let down his net. And you know what happened next. They caught so many fish, they almost sank the boat. He had to even call for help. It was crazy. He'd been doing it his way, but yet at the word of God, he obeyed and got results. Which shows us once again that the word of God, the words of Jesus are good. They're true. What he says, that's what it is. And what we need to do is have this approach to the word of God. Even when it comes to things that we don't fully understand, yet at thy word, I will act. At the word of God, I'll put my trust and put my faith. Because I know that the word of God is true and is accurate. And he will back up his word with his power. In other words, don't howl God. Trust God. Don't worry about the how. Because he's God. He'll back it up. What he says is what it is. Our job is to have faith and trust him. In Luke chapter 9, you know the story of the, the two fish and the five loaves and how they fed f over 5,000 people. How? They gathered it up. And Jesus said, okay, feed them. With two fish and five loaves, 5,000 people. But yet it was done to the point where they even had 12 baskets of fragments extra. Wow. There was more than enough than what they needed. Trust God. Believe in his word and take action. The Bible says for us to walk by faith. 
it says the just shall live by faith and not understanding it's by faith in fact it's the book of proverbs chapter chapter 3 verse 5 it says trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding that's powerful i'm not looking to me to figure things out all the time i'm looking to the lord i don't trust my understanding i don't understand enough trust in the lord and lean not to your own understanding. Let him guide your path. Let him direct your ways. Because God always has our best interests in mind. We can't come up with a better idea about things than God. We're not smarter than God. So the best thing that we can do is just trust him. Because it's the carnally minded, the fleshly minded, the worldly minded person that has trouble trusting God. It says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, that the natural man, the natural carnally minded person, receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. See, fleshly minded, carnally minded people, they're not going to get the things of God, because they're operating in the flesh. In other words, they want to see it before they can believe it. And if they can't see it or touch it, then it's just foolishness to him. If they can't figure it out first, it's just foolishness to trust an invisible God. Foolishness. But the thing is, though, that the invisible God is in contact with the invisible part of us, which is our spirit. And it gives us spiritual discernment, spiritual understanding. See, the natural person says seeing is believing. The spiritual person says believing is seeing. Sounds like foolishness, right? But that just goes to show that God has more for us than what meets the eye. Because God is more than what our senses can tell us and what our understanding can grasp. God is beyond that. God wants to take us farther than just than just what we can understand. Our understanding, our intellect can't go far enough. Because check this out. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 it says, "But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered in, entered in to the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. First hidden says, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. I have not seen these things, ear have not heard these things. This is beyond our sensory. But these things are also revealed to us by his spirit. See, we got to have that spiritual understanding, spiritual discernment, and we're not going to get there without faith. Faith in God is going to show us these things according to his word. Again, how? No, don't ask God how. We trust his word. We believe that what he says is true, that he's going to reveal to us things that I haven't seen and ears going to hurt, that has not heard. That I'm going to expect these things because God's word is true. 
Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. It says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Try to understand that. Try to wrap your mind around that. That's hard to do. But through faith, we have this understanding. We don't know how God did it, but he did. He made something out of nothing. He's God. He does those things. Our faith is in him. Because it says here, through that faith, we understand. Let's check out another scripture. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 3. And let's look at verse, let's jump into verse 19. Because it talks about, well, let's just read it here. It says, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. How are you going to know something that passes knowledge? Again, it's by faith. We can be able to, as Christians, we are able to understand things with our with our spirit that maybe we can't even articulate. We understand and know things with our heart that our head doesn't get. It's true that Christianity is based on not what we know, but who we know. In other words, the Bible in many ways is like a launch pad so that we can blast off into the deeper things of God. Things that really can't just wrap our minds around. If he's going to show us things that I hasn't seen, that means it's more than just what's written in the pages of the Bible. But there's a spiritual experience, a spiritual happening between you and God that's going to take us into what it says here. Eye has not seen, ears never heard. All these fantastic things that are going to be revealed to us by his spirit. So it is a must that we become spiritually minded people, become spiritually sensitive to the move of God within us. Because real Christianity is not just a church experience only, but it's a daily living, existing, ongoing experience that we have with God. Where now you have a personal interactive relationship, personal, where you know, maybe if you can't explain the whole thing to somebody, but in your spirit, you have this connection to God. And that's an awesome thing. Our connection to God isn't through the church. It's directly to God. And that's awesome. So we need to have faith in his word, believe in his word, and take action on it and understand that his word is good. His word is true. So we're not just reading it as a story or just ink on a page. Our expectation and our hope is in the word of God. And that really puts us in position to experience the, the richness of that relationship. Again, beyond church, beyond religion. Religion can't do it for you. But it's that relationship that we all have to have with God. So believe in God, believe in his word, trust in what the Bible says, and then watch what happens. His word is good. Believe it, receive it.
Amen and amen. God bless you.